0: welcome to the season of soul podcast my name is dora vandekamp and i am a spiritual ecotherapy coach and manifestation expert are you ready for infinite abundance ultimate wellness and pure bliss i am and i know many of you are too we are truly in the season of the soul being called on to evolve expand and awaken I am so honored to be able to share with you incredible wisdom from some of the most revolutionary teachers, gurus, and coaches. Each show contains powerful knowledge about inner and outer transformation. And now, let's go to the show. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of Season of Soul. We had a beautiful blue moon last night, a full moon in Taurus, and it was so lovely and so powerful. I am riding high on that. So today we have Diana Dedenko on the show. She is a spiritual healing coach who helps individuals reconnect to their inner wisdom and higher self through meditation, ritual, and guided shadow work. And we actually connected through a women's circle that she hosts. She is so magical. I asked her to come on the show and share her incredible wisdom. So this episode is so full of juicy info, all about meditation, as well as insight into how shadow work and inner healing can help us become more intentional, powerful manifestors. So we had a really good time. I think you'll hear that during the episode. I'm really excited to share this episode with you. Let's go to the show.
1: Hi, Diana. How are you? Uh I am so blessed and honored to be here. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm so excited to have you on this show today.
2: Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, me too. It's... (laughs) Yes, I'm very excited. I love talking to you. I feel like every time we talk, I just get on such a high flying disc as you refer to it. And I just always feel so like, so good after our time together. So I'm really grateful to be
1: here and that you asked me to be on your podcast. Me too. I'm so excited. I'm excited to share your magic. The first time I experienced your women's circle was so magical for me. I was like in my head as my consciousness was kind of floating somewhere in space. <laughs> I was like, wow, this girl's really special. So <laughs> I'm excited to have you. Um, so you are um, many things, but one of the things you are is a meditation teacher. So I'd love to start by talking a little bit about the magic of meditation and um, kind of how you were led to meditation. What was your journey to that?
2: Absolutely. Thank you for your question. I have been practicing meditation since maybe 2012. I would say the first time I felt that pure bliss love in my heart soul connection to source God, whatever you want to call it was in on a Monday at a church uh, that was actually on the weekend was a metal venue. And then these kids who were like in their, nine, you know, late teens, twenties started this church and they just really wanted to spread Jesus's message. And up until that point, I, th- at this time I was living in uh, Bible Bell, Georgia, Columbus, Georgia. So anytime somebody ever came with me with religion, I just felt so repulsed by it because pr- prior to that, I Lived in Muslim Russia, so our God was Allah. So I just I was like, you know what? No, no, thank you. You know. And then people were like, you need a Bible, or you can go to hell. I'm like, that's crazy. Like I'm fine with my astrology, you know. But then something happened, and I just really wanted to have meaning and purpose in my life. I really wanted to explore other avenues besides what I was already doing as a sophomore in college. And uh, so then this church found me, and I remember feeling that for the first time that connection and that peaceful knowing that I'm never alone, that I can connect to Holy Spirit at any time, and I think my first meditation wasn't really meditation; is more so prayer. Now I think it's all the same thing, as far as what happens within your body when you do uh, get into that state. Uh, when, you know, when you get into your beta waves of the brain and <laughs> calm your nervous system, and uh, I think it's same thing as prayer but then shortly after that I got into yoga and I started meditating in Shavasana and shortly after that I started teaching yoga because I was working at a gym in our university and yeah so that's been kind of my journey with meditation it's always been about source it's always been about connecting to something outside of my physical existence and my life has never been the same since then.
1: <laughs> and that's why, and is that one of the reasons why you share it? Is that connection to source? Do you think that that's part of why it's so important for you to teach it? Or what are some of the reasons why you want to share it with other people?
2: It feels wrong of me not to share it. I am a very expressive, very extroverted person. And I really do believe that whenever I share, like I, whenever I speak, which is very vulnerable for me in front of a camera. We, I, to hold myself accountable, do it every Monday on Instagram live. And, but I really do feel like when I speak, I channel the messages that source wants me to say out loud. And, I always tell people to like, hey, even if you don't meditate, just let these words, let this music play in the background and just see how you feel, because there's so much more to our human existence than this meat suit, as I like to call it, this sack of bones and, (laughs) you know, blood and organs and skin that we have, there's so much more going on. And I think when we sit down and drop into this state, especially in the beginning, it's very helpful to have another person speak you know and kind of guide you through that through this journey and um tap into that energetic body and then deeper and deeper and deeper and then shine light into dark corners of our soul and meet our higher self there and yeah i think it's life-changing and i really do feel like more people deserve and are worthy of this type of love and self-connection that isn't talked about enough in our society
1: so beautiful i think that's such a good point too that there's so many people who have this ability but they don't know how to tap into it or it's something that they don't it's like you don't really know until you know right the magic Mm -hmm. of it what what is something that gets you into that state because there's a lot of people who the moment you're like oh let's meditate or it's good to learn meditation they're like oh I can't I tried I can't my brain goes Mm -hmm. too fast I have too many thoughts Mm-hmm. So how do you get into that state where you surrender and what do you teach just to help people kind of overcome that?
2: Right. If I were to say I teach anything, I would want it to be that it is okay to experience anything that you're experiencing there's no right or wrong way mm-hmm. and yes it is so amazing when you get into these states of flow and you just your consciousness leaves your body and you go into a different dimension like all these amazing things like that does happen but most of the time you're just sitting here paying attention to your breath and trying not to scratch your nose you know <laughs> like and <laughs> to me meditation is about finding little pockets of stillness throughout my day And for look, as a trauma survivor for years, it was extremely difficult for me to meditate with my eyes closed because instantly it put me into a place where I didn't feel safe in my body. So it is important for people to find a meditation method that works for them, whether it's Going on the walk and leaving your phone at home and just paying attention to the way leaves, dance around in the wind or listening to birds. It is anything that you can do. Maybe it's cooking. I think a lot of men, um, you know, when they're doing whatever they're doing, that is like different from women, you know. Some men like they love like detailing cars or doing something with wires. I don't know. Um, uh, you know, like what in their blasting. What do men do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they do. But- it, it, you know, for every person, I think it looks different. If sitting down with your eyes closed and just being still for however many minutes it doesn't feel doable, mm-hmm. that's okay. There's another method that works. And maybe eventually you'll come to a place where you can just sit for an hour or thirty minutes and do nothing, and that's great. But there's so much more to it. I think it's more so taking time to love yourself in the middle of this crazy, clusterfuck of events that we're going through this wild wild life where our attention is constantly being pulled in different directions and yes. pulling your energy back to you and whatever it is that you do to just be still and pay attention to your own existence in the present moment i think that's what meditation is mm. um i don't know if that answered your question i think
1: <laughs> it was such a beautiful answer I, I love it and it's great because so many of us want to do it right and not mm-hmm. just meditation, everything, right? There's so many things we have to do we wanna do them right. And and if we're not doing them right, we judge ourselves. And so it's just so powerful to know that there's no wrong way to mm-hmm. be on this journey, to meditate, to heal, right? These are all, we're all gonna have a different experience and there's no right or wrong way. It just is and, and whatever you can get out of it. I think the intention behind it is what's more important. I agree.
2: I agree. And I think that any person who is going to condemn you or tell you like, you're doing this wrong, because that's how you're supposed to do it. Like there, I don't know if, I don't know if it's a good idea to listen to that person, Mm -hmm. because um, personally, and that's, you know, I've learned this through experience, whenever you really are on your path, and you really are honest with your own authentic self, and you follow that, and you pay attention to your inner guidance and inner validation, as opposed to seeking approval from outside sources, you understand that there's no perfect way to do anything for everybody. There's only your individual existence, individual experience. And what other people are doing, don't, don't make it your business. Yeah. you know, don't make it your business, don't compare, um, just do what feels good, work on growing yourself, growing your light, and hopefully it'll ignite a spark within somebody else, and if it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, and like, leave that alone, and if, it, if something isn't working, don't force yourself to make it work, just tweak it a little bit, and find something that does, you know,
1: yeah, totally, and Abraham Hicks, who you also listen to and love. I love too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we vibed them out a few times. So Abraham really says that in order to be happy and joyful, the one of the most important things is to forget about other people understanding you, right?
0: Mm. Nobody
1: is ever going to understand you because Everybody looks through their own lens so mm-hmm. nobody can have the experience you're having because it's mm-hmm. the most unique experience. And so many people want other people to agree with them, to understand them, but it's so futile and it takes away from your experience because you're mm-hmm. focusing outward, right? You're focusing on something that is out of your control. So yeah, I, I totally I think you're so right. We all have a different experience, and let's focus on our experience and how we can. Do whatever we think is important to mm-hmm. serve or to fulfill ourselves. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And that is so so good. This reminds
2: me of um, I don't know if you heard of the Gateway experience. It is a twenty nine page document that was released by CIA. No, but um, okay, so I'd love to tell you about it. Yeah. <laughs> um it's fascinating piece of information. So it came it was public for. It came public on their database library, on CIA library, last year, and in 2013, no, 2003, it was released for like public, um, and addressed to the general of the US Army. And it's a 29 page document that talks about the gateway experience. Gateway experience is a phenomenon uh, studied and taught by the monroe institute of metaphysics and basically it's a study that your human consciousness can leave your physical body and travel travel through different dimensions so the ca from 1987 they studied many different ways of how human consciousness can do that and they did hypnotherapy or meditation um mk ultra uh they're very complicated machines um beta waves machines and biofeedback which is like binaural beats and other sounds and then also shock and trauma so many different ways and what they found is that a normal person's um normal well they found so many things but they basically found that there's no such thing as a collective reality there's only individual reality so whatever it is that you believe to be true you're absolutely correct and there's no like there's no other person on the face of the earth who's having an identical experience as you so you might as well do whatever you <laughs> want to do another thing they've concluded is that well, based on their research, is that a person who doesn't meditate, an average person's mind works like a lamp. So you turn it on and it just produces heat and energy sporadically, like uncontrollably kind of at random. But a person who meditates, their mind becomes like a laser beam. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: it can tune into the frequency of whatever it is you're trying to achieve. So you, by focusing on and envisioning it and feeling it into your field or with your feelings with your heart uh you attune to that vibration and then that's how you attract it into your reality by because your brain your organic computer in your head uh, doesn't really know much of a difference between what you're actually perceiving and what you are imagining and there's so many other fascinating things that they've concluded like one of my favorite and this is something that helped me during my awakening in the beginning was for me, things have to make sense scientifically, not just spiritually, not just like we talk about like coming out of the spiritual closet. Like I have to have my little scientific like bookcase with me, you know? (laughs) Um, so from a physics perspective, your heart is a pulsing source of energy, right? So whatever you think you feel and what you feel affects the way your heart beats. So you literally are constantly producing a frequency out into the universe. And another thing that CIA concluded is that nothing is solid, because everything is made out of atoms. And nobody really knows what is in between atoms and protons and neutrons, you know, but we know that there's something we just don't know what it is so technically nothing is solid is just vibrating at a slower frequency so that is how manifestation is possible that is how manifestation is real because everything is made out of tiny little particles that you can attract into your existence into your reality so um so yeah that's that's how what i why i think meditation works that's why i teach it that's yeah. why i think more people need to know about it because we really as a human species, I think we're ready for this information. I think mm-hmm. as a collective, we're ready to like take charge of our own experience. And instead of thinking like, oh, that's just how it's always been. I'm just so unlucky, poor little me. Like, no, nah, dude, like take inventory of what's going on in your head. Yeah. You know, compartmentalize it and yeah. do something about it. You know? <laughs> and like a be- believe that you deserve a better reality and go for it. And yeah. it all starts within. There's nothing outside that will have any similar even type of effect that you can once you shift your own inner vibration and your own perception of uh you know how you want to exist during this very short time that we have on this earth. <laughs> very,
1: very short time. So short. short. It's amazing too because you're right. We are so ready because this information has been out there for 50 years. Even mm. if you think of Abraham if Abraham was around like 30 years ago they they started their thing and um just now it's booming it's blowing up everybody is learning how to manifest and becoming more aware I mean we're all manifesting all the time we always Mm -hmm. have been but we're learning that we're manifesting and then how to intentionally manifest right and it's so cool to think that meditation makes you a better manifester Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah you you become more intentional yes and again it's
2: I think so, too. I think once you choose to drop in and tap in to see what's going on within you outside of just, you know, like I said, the meat suit, your energetic body, you start to remember who the fuck you are. Excuse my language. You start to remember that you are a spiritual being having a human experience instead of a human being having a spiritual experience you remember that you are a soul you remember that you are part of source part of the divine creation and you can co-create with the universe with whatever it is you feel connected to and you just become you know like you know with nothing yeah like you just kind of know more things and I don't think we're learning about this I think we're starting to remember I think we're unlearning The bull crap that society has taught us, all the coping mechanisms we had to learn in order to accept love from others and, you know, just to survive in the society. I think we're with the pandemic, too, with us being in solitude, I think we're starting to remember and I love like I love now going to the grocery store and every uh tabloid or every uh, magazine will say like self-care mindfulness meditation you know healthy tips like I love that this is our reality I love that this is the timeline that we're a part of this is so good
1: it's so cool it's so cool and having the awareness and then watching other people become aware is such a magical experience it's like Mm -hmm. watching like births happen over and over again because then Mm -hmm. when you have I mean for me personally like when i became more spiritual it was like being reborn because you mm. realize that you have everything at your fingertips you're eternal mm. you can never get it wrong you'll never be done because you're an eternal soul and everybody has a different interpretation that's mm. my interpretation but it just allows you to not have to control everything because really you're not in control right so mm. you might as well just surrender and allow Mm -hmm. yeah so good absolutely
2: i think what you resist will persist (laughs) so might as well surrender might as well stop fighting and um say hey universe god holy spirit allah whatever you believe in like why (laughs) what is what am i supposed to be learning like i'm ready like please just show me what I need to learn how do I grow where am I you know having a blind spot like why do I keep repeating this emotion this Mm -hmm. feeling this situation through different faces of other people or whatever the case may be and shift things just shift things just become so much more bearable so much more enjoyable when you realize that things are happening for you not against you
1: Mm -hmm. and the discomfort because I would love to touch on this too the discomfort is the way in right so the shadow work because Mm. with manifestation too there's this kind of misnomer that you should only focus on positive things if you want to attract Mm. positive things but our subconscious mind is so powerful and if you are repeating patterns if you are finding that your manifestations aren't coming into reality if you are finding that you are limited in some way it's good to look within and and kind of go, go there. Mm -hmm. The the yucky stuff, the shadow work, right? Absolutely. And I'm really grateful
2: that I've been on the journey a little longer than most people who are just now waking up now that we're having the grand awakening and there's a lot of misinformation that i see because that's those big pretty marketing words such as positive affirmations just manifest whatever you want through positive thinking like those are very good marketing words they capture attention yes but not enough people will tell you like hey if you are stuck somewhere there is a part of you that you haven't looked at there's a part of you that you haven't accepted that the same thing that you talk crap about in other people is the thing that you're supposed to heal within yourself mm-hmm. and you, you you're brave enough and you're strong enough and the reason you're being presented with this information is because you're ready to tackle that and so mm-hmm. let's go ahead and yeah. you have support of the divine um to assist you during this journey shadow work is extremely important during manifestation because You can't move forward if you keep holding on something that is no longer serving you. And like I said, when we're confronted with that, whenever something happens that triggers a certain wound within us, that we start to become aware of this pain, old pain that we suppressed for so much, and now we're finally ready to deal with it. Um, If we choose not to, we're going to stay stuck because when you ascend, when you up level, You got to let some things go. You got to make room for the new. You got to let go of the negative to make space for the positive, for all the other amazing things that are on your way, that are in your vortex, that are supposed to be in your reality to be this next version of yourself. Yeah, You have to let go of old parts of yourself. And uh, what helps me with when I do shadow work is when I'm like, okay, like this is, I think I shared with you, you know, the other day I Uh, I've been pretty good this year. I've been learning a lot about boundaries and recently um, I was presented with a situation where I had to say no right there on the spot, even though I have no problem saying it in a text or over the phone, but this time I just, you know, I was going to go watch somebody's dog and (laughs) um, their dog, they just described the dog to be completely different than what the dog was and I had my dog with me. So after looking at like the way they were interacting I was like, Hey, I'm sorry, I just can't do this. And that was very big for me. Yeah. And I took your advice and I went and I celebrated. And I think whenever that's a very important part. So I'm really grateful that you were there to remind me of that and uh, encourage me to uh, celebrate this little win, because I think whenever we And this is, again, like a societal thing. I think we're so programmed to like, keep going, going, going. Mm -hmm. And like, once you make an achievement, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? But no, it's very important to stop and celebrate your progress because one it makes it that much more real and two um it makes the next chapter more exciting Mm -hmm. and I would say have a little funeral for a little that version of yourself that for me personally like I had a little funeral like I was like okay girl like that version of you that was a people pleaser that would put herself in an uncomfortable situation and be more stressed just because you didn't want to you know say no in the in the moment and you didn't want to be like rude like that version of you is dead like this is was a confirmation of that and that's okay you know that for whatever purpose she served and <laughs> right, <absolutely, laughs> uh, yeah. yeah like for whatever reason she got you to where you are now and that's amazing mm-hmm. and you know you guys did share a life together but that yeah. that person no longer exists you are now a like a, a more confident more reassured version of yourself and um pay attention to her instead of oh. this version of you that is it and it's okay I think to give yourself permission to change yes. and give yourself permission to yes. <laughs> you know move forward because yes. we're the only yeah. ones holding us back we're the only ones who block ourselves oh, from our
1: <laughs> and we have this so we we're so committed to an identity right and and yeah. I think we're scared because it's served us in some ways we really hang on to it and we have a hard time letting go of that for whatever reason but Mm -hmm. when it stops serving you or when you have you've expanded right you want to catch up to that version of you that's expanded and Mm -hmm. you don't which i think it's challenging it's scary but if you want that new version of you Mm -hmm. you have to let the old one die basically And I
2: totally understand why it's so hard. You know, the reason it is so hard is because one, we worked so hard to
1: uh, create
2: this version of ourselves, right? And we're so even if like something is, um, I know you talk about this a lot too. Even if some situation is toxic and uncomfortable, we choose to stay in these trauma bonds, or we choose to stay in this emotional addiction to negative outcome that because it's familiar. Because at least we know what to expect, you know, at least we know that if we stay in this terrible job that we'll have a steady enough paycheck, I'll have somebody to complain about to all my friends, you know, and then that emotional addiction, Mm -hmm. um, I'll have a reason why I can't, you know, do whatever other things that I want to do because I'm just so busy. I don't have time, you know, but, and then the reason we chose not to do the thing that we actually want to do, because it's not guaranteed one we don't like uncertainty we like things Mm -hmm. to be sure and even if you know there is a possibility of the other side being a lot more sunny and more Mm -hmm. positive and happier we get so comfortable and find so much um so much like peaceful almost like comfort in our negative patterns that we are afraid like you said to let go of that identity because we don't know who we're going to be without it, without our trauma it's a that's very hard for a lot of people to put that trauma down and start mm-hmm. to heal because it's like who am I without this
1: you know yeah. well and a lot of times it's that authentic self that's under there but we're so afraid of that 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 our real self our true self isn't as lovable as this mm. identity that we've created around it mm. right so yeah. uh, we end up sabotaging that authenticity for something that isn't authentic but at least we know that the attachments we've made yeah. are going to be there for whatever reason we've made those attachments and feel secure yeah. with them. So yeah, I totally think you're so right. Yeah. It, and it's so powerful because then once you do embrace who you really are, mm-hmm. it's so freeing. It feels so lovely. But you know,
2: the the uncomfortable thing, this is something I personally struggled with is um The comfort that you feel from outside things like whether it's alcohol, shopping, gossip, um, whatever it may be, you know, even like traveling too much or like working out too much, you know, whatever it is that we or like a relationship that isn't serving us, getting attached to those things at least they're tangible, at least they're like, we can physically see and feel. But when you do become more spiritual and when you do like dive deeper into your authenticity and try to meet your higher self, it's like you kind of know you have to put those things down and for me that was very hard it's very hard even now like it's hard for me to choose to journal things out instead of uh go and like get a few drinks at the bar you know and instead of like meditating and like go into a flow and like ask myself what do I need instead of like calling up one of the boys I have no reason talking to yeah. and <laughs> you know what I mean like I don't and, really- uh, yeah just because like I know what it, like even though I'll be empty after at least yeah. in the moment like it'll feel good instead of like like tapping into like my yoga practice or mm-hmm. my, my meditation or like calling up a trusted friend, you know, it's like, at least those things, like, I know, like, at least I'll feel like crappier after, but at least that's familiar, you know, like, I totally understand how difficult yeah. it is, but, and I also don't think our ego needs to be
1: killed. I no. think our yeah. I, I agree <laughs> this, with that too. Yeah. Our ego is so lovable.
0: We yeah.
1: just want to make, help it feel safe but also Mm -hmm. find the other aspects of our consciousness.
2: Right. And like a lot of times people say like, oh, that's just the ego, you know, kill the ego. Like, no, like your ego just doesn't like change. Your ego Mm -hmm. wants to feel safe. Like you said, your ego wants to know that whatever the different thing that you're going to do now is going to be safe. It's not Mm going to hurt you because- um it has your best interest you know yeah. so but it's it, it's again like that's what I teach uh, my clients you know and I talk about a lot just be so gentle with yourself like mm-hmm. if it took you up this many years to become who you are now and now all of a sudden you want to change because you right. know it's not working right. it's not going to be like two to three therapy sessions it's not going to be two to three meditations or you know a few tarot cards and like astrologer psychic told you something like it literally takes consistent work and effort because you're like working out your mindfulness muscle just like yeah. you would if you were to like right. change your physical form same way with your spiritual form and your mental form as well you have to give it time and be patient and give uh, healing time to develop on its own
1: when you are in that situation because I bet you so many listeners in, uh, um, can relate to that feeling well I could journal or I could go to the bar Mm-hmm. What is it that helps you journal? What is it that you would mm-hmm. tell someone be like, this is kind of the process and then you will, it will help you make the right mm-hmm. decision for you.
2: Right. Um, I think it just depends on why you go to the bar, you know, like I, I believe like you have to have fun too in your life, you mm-hmm. know, and if, uh, you know, you, you don't have an alcohol problem and your friends are there and you can get home safe, you know, like there's no nothing wrong with going to the yeah. bar, you know. But if you're going to the bar thinking like I'm going to get black out and have a random person like pick me up and like who knows what happens tonight, Like journal, journal yeah. instead.
1: <laughs> you know, like
2: <laughs> um, so, so the, the, yeah. Um, it just depends on like your intent behind it. And then you can literally sit down and say, I feel like shit and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like I hate the way I'm feeling right now. I hate that I like this and that and just start writing. Yeah. And then or you can like the way I um, – battle with my inner self who is very stubborn i'm like okay girl just five minutes just sit down write five minutes one page that's and then sometimes that's all that comes out and sometimes i'm sitting here writing for an hour and then i'm like watching a video that i'm like crying in meditation you know like it just depends but sometimes i'm like okay like i'll just do this for five minutes and then um i'll go get some water and you know, and just like take it day by day, maybe I'll call a friend. But um in these situations, I find it most useful and most fulfilling to find validation from within. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think people like, you, I don't think you just get motivation from like before right. you do something. Motivation, I believe, is something that happens after you do the thing and you get the result and you're like, oh, that felt good. Mm-hmm. And then you're motivated to do it again. But usually my motivation comes after I do the thing, you know, yeah. but so so just understanding that as well and like just getting started, you know, just getting started. And yeah, I hope that gives a better answer. And, you know, if, the, if somebody is struggling with, some type of addiction or um, anything that causes them to seek that external, and it's hard for them to find that internal peace and ground, I would highly encourage those people, me being one of them before, to seek outside help from a therapist Mm -hmm. instead of a bar, instead of something that is more self-destructive, and invest your money Probably cost the same as, you know, getting a few drinks, invest that money into either a coach or um, a sister circle, maybe, um, you know, a gym membership, like something that where you can have a support system and a community of people who understand where you're going through. And if it's not a community of people, if it's a therapist or a coach, just having somebody to hold a safe space for you while you process and unpack the reason behind why it's so hard for you to sit on your own and need to go out and do whatever it is that you do, you know?
1: It's so amazing too, because with our, our subconscious mind is again, very powerful. And when there's something we need to process or release, even mm-hmm. releasing something, I don't know if you've ever needed to release something. And then you end up crying because of a movie that you're watching or something. Oh, yeah. It's really, really, the movie is making you cry, but it's really something else that your body mm-hmm. is holding on to, right? Like a cart totally yeah. calls it a pain body, right? We have these like oh. these emotional beanbags. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever listened to Jess Lively, she's um, a podcaster, but she talks about them like emotional beanbags that we have. And it's a very somatic experience. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you just have to release it, right? So whether you're doing deep breathing or whether you're crying it's just uncomfortable. And sometimes when that's going to happen, or you need to release some kind of trauma or some kind of experience, your mind goes, okay, let's eat a pint of ice cream instead, right? (laughs) Or something like that, whatever it is that that is not necessarily the healthiest choice because yeah. it doesn't want to go through that experience because mm. it's not a comfortable experience. It feels mm-hmm. uncomfortable. But then once yeah. you've had that experience, you're so free. And like you talked about earlier, it frees up that space yeah. to then receive something new, to receive yeah. something filling and, and substantial, right? So yeah. yeah, it's it's just that I think for everybody, it's different too. Everybody has a different way of healing as well. Like you Absolutely. said- there's community, there's a therapist, there's a coach, and and there's so many different resources, especially now,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: you can see, oh, does this resonate with me? Does that resonate mm-hmm. with me?
2: And keep trying, you know, keep trying until you find that one thing that does, because you will find it. Um, I went through, so... Absolutely. I went through a very big trauma in 2015 and I just cut it off, cut my spiritual thing off. I'm like, why would that happen to me if there was something real out there? So I just decided to worship the nightlife instead, you know, for a year or so until it wasn't working anymore. And then I got sober and then I still, you know, couldn't meditate for another year. And then I moved to LA three years ago yeah so and then I was like looking for a therapist and it took me like two years to find a therapist that I went through maybe three or four and I tried many different things and like one I wasn't ready to I think let go I wasn't really ready to face that and process it because a lot of times trauma (sighs) healing um, and processing the event hurts more than the wound or the scenario that caused it and that going through that and healing that the process like the alchemizing you know and just reprogramming your brain to perceive that experience in a different way in a safe embrace of the person community or whatever it is that your that works for you um so yeah and (laughs) so it just just be patient again like keep trying whatever it is that will heal you you will find it and then um you're going to realize that it's just an onion. Like you think you scratched it. You think you healed it. Yeah. And there's so much more underneath and then it doesn't stop. And then you yeah. keep going and then you keep healing. And then you start talking about your wounded story from a healing place, from a healed place. And then you start gaining a deeper understanding of your own experience, which enables you to relate to others on a deeper level. And then you can hold that safe space for others and be the light in their life that somebody was in your life. And then that's Just like little by little, we just light up and create this utopia of a world where more people are healed, more people are self-confident, more people are self-sufficient, and they are not as reliant on drugs, alcohol, and whatever else to escape their existence and their experience. And I think we can all do that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, it's such a powerful thing too, because like you said, when you start reaching out, that's when you're. Tribe comes to you, right? Because it's mm-hmm. and you're, you're being your authentic self mm-hmm. and you're healing, and then you find other people who are also going through something that's similar to your experience, and mm-hmm. so then you start building this community, and and that in itself is so healing. Oh yeah. You you actually do women's circles, which. Is that how we started talking? and um, yeah. you should anybody out there, if you get the chance to go to one of Diana's um, women' circles, it's divine. It's so lovely in so many ways. But can you talk a little bit about why you started doing women's circles? Yeah. What was your intention there?
2: Absolutely. So, I am such a big fan of communities and getting together as people especially with like-minded individuals and just honestly (laughs) expressing whatever it is that you're going through. And then also being respectful to receive what other people are going through and holding space in that way. I think there's so much power and healing in that. I strongly believe that as millennials, our parents and their parents and everybody before that grew up in a psychological dark age. So the luxury of authentic communication is not something that anybody up until this point has experienced or even knew that was important. So whenever George Floyd's death um, happened and BLM movement started, it was extremely distraught for a lot of people and from the time i came to america i moved to georgia and a lot of my friends were african american and actually i didn't speak english when i moved to america and they were the only people who were nice to me in the southern bell because i you know they just thought out you know they just they just accepted me and i was very grateful and i got to said as i was growing because in russia we don't have racism we have more of a caste system everybody's kind of the same race and then as I was growing and learning English from my friends I noticed that people were getting treated very differently and that kind of uh, embarked me on this you know more of an empathetic journey I guess too as also being an outsider but anyway fast forward to June and BLM thing happening so many of my white friends were so shocked that this happened and they were just so like posting everything and this and that. And I just thought, no, like you need to hear what happens on the daily because yes, the George Floyd thing that happened, you know, one of my friends, it happened to her dad, same exact thing. Like, I yeah. don't know where, but that's not the point. The point is that this type of racism is not new. It's being recorded, but on the daily daily, people experience microaggression, people just get treated, our brothers and sisters are like our neighbors get treated differently, just because they have more melanin in their skin. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So it was important for me to create a safe space for my friends, of all races and all walks of life to come together and share their experience and for my white friends to listen and really understand like it was so hard the first few circles were so painful because Mm -hmm. my friends of color were talking about trauma on a daily like being called the n-word and being say like you're pretty for a black girl you know like that's crazy like but then we don't even think about it because it doesn't affect us you know and then I, I know a lot of people can say well I'm immigrant so like I get it like no you don't Mm -hmm. no you don't you don't get what it's like to be like looked at as scary just because you know even if you have like more education than me and you're you know anything like that like that is inappropriate that is unacceptable so that was my intent with the women's circles is to create that safe space and to have extremely uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. and of course um, me being someone who meditates and me being passionate about channeling source and using having source use me as a vessel to speak out loud in this 3D reality Mm -hmm. um, is when I started holding um, the guided meditations. And then eventually we started incorporating journaling prompts and we started having like topics um, and people just started sharing. And a lot of times I encourage people to just show up and listen. And a lot of times people will comment back, even if they didn't share, even if they they didn't have their camera on, they say, wow, thank you so much. That's exactly what I needed. I can't believe that so many people are having the same experience as me. So that's you know that's uh, and then the journaling prompts too. They're designed for that. Like one of them, um, one of the topics was what it's like to be a woman, and uh, one of the journaling prompts was uh, how do, how how do I feel when I'm a, in a group of other women? Like how do how do other women make me feel? And almost everyone said insecure, and really? <laughs> yes, Very interesting. Myself included, you know. Like it's yeah. it's honest. Like sometimes, if especially if I'm in a group of women who are on their shit, they're badass. They're well put together. They have skincare routine on lock. They have nice clothes. They're successful. They're nice, you know. Like I'm intimidated, and it makes me feel insecure, even though I can carry on a conversation and you know extend my friendship, like. The bot like I do, maybe it's not my own, maybe it's an ancestral, you know, right. and so many women admitted to that as well. So these are just like little pockets of magic that kind of happen and uh, light bulbs go off in these circles and with meditation too, um, you know, like what, I think the one you went to was like for like loving yourself or maybe intuition or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like my my method is to just first get dropping into our body, feeling the physical, acknowledging it, you know, feeling it through. And then once we're relaxed and breathing becomes more like natural and soft, I'm like, okay, now dissolve, <laughs> yeah. dissolve. And like, yeah. let's go into your soul, you know, yeah. with the higher self in hand, mm-hmm. let's go take a look at what's going on. You know, let's, let's dr- sh- take a flashlight, shine it into dark corners of your soul and see who's out there. You know, yeah. like, what does your anxiety look like? Like yeah. all these very important things. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, I think doing it with other women makes other people feel a little more safe and less alone and we need that more than ever right now. And I started them because I needed that. Because when COVID started, I was so lonely because yes. I was going through like another level of an awakening. So all the friendships and things that were going on in my life were not fulfilling to me. So that's kind of why I started it. And look at look at us now. Yeah, look,
1: look at us now.
2: <laughs> hey. Oh, the,
1: and I remember the one that I came to the first one was um. You were one of the questions was what is your I want to say well, what what does your anxiety look like? I think that that mm-hmm. was it. And it was mm-hmm. so funny because I, a lot of people came up with like cartoons mm-hmm. that they you know, the monsters, cartoons, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then the other thing that I loved was this thing that you talked about during the meditation where we were I think as our higher self or something, there was a table, and the table mm-hmm. had all of the things that we manifested or wanted to manifest on it and then you could pick one thing and you could take it back with you down to to your body and was like such oh it's just such an amazing magical experience (laughs) it was so vivid it was like being on what are they called those the reality virtual reality thing (laughs) it was like that it was so magical but it was lovely because one of the things that was great was that we got to all connect with everybody else in the circle. So you feel like sometimes it's easy to feel like you're so different because for me, I'm, I'm really woo woo quote unquote woo woo. And uh, my family's definitely not like that at all. And it's so fun to connect with other women who are also aware and then also feel like you're not in competition with them Mm -hmm. but it's just very open right you can be vulnerable
2: Mm -hmm. that's beautiful too and the whole like competing with each other thing is so gross to me because it's like girl just because you're wearing your crown like the the amount of like rubies in your crown has nothing to do with my crown you know like (laughs) like the amount of like precious stones in your accomplishments and your achievements like that has nothing to do with what I'm putting into my crown how I'm wearing my crown you know we can both be queens like it's totally
1: fine you know yeah absolutely yeah there's enough to go around oh yeah and
2: you know I, I don't like to I don't want to come off any other way that I am going to come off. But I think if there's ever been a good time to be a woman, it's right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, it is, I, w- I would say a lot of women, we do feel responsible to uh, take more charge these days. And it does start with like feeling more empowered within yourself. And like, what is a better way to do that when you have a strong support system of women who, uh, or even if you don't talk to them every day, at least, you know, these women exist and you can drop into like, you know, whatever woman circle, whether it's mine or other people's or any other, you know, way you feel connected to women who are on your high playing desk and <laughs> connected yeah. the same way, you know, um, just knowing that they're out there makes your own experience be like okay like I'm not crazy and I think a lot of things when you when you are going through a spiritual awakening is like people think it's just like positive thinking and oh, like God. you know like a sage and essential oils like no it's literally c- convincing yourself every day that you're not crazy
1: <laughs> oh and just being all open to letting other people think you're crazy because that's half the oh, battle. Yeah. Is like oh, yeah. you know I mean, I'm super into my archangels and I talk about how they're always with me and and that for some people isn't weird at all, but for a lot of people, they're like, you know, you're talking yeah. to spirits and you're channeling yeah. your your higher self and, and it's, yeah. very, it's very different. So yeah, half of it is just being like, well, this is what I believe. This is what, what I like. This is who yeah. I am. And you can take it or leave it. What am I, I, think- I going to do?
2: Yeah. Ex- yes. And I think that type of like radical self-awareness and like radical, like people who are like, oh, you believe in that? Okay, cool. Like for personally, like with, with crystals, right? Do I think they're real? Do I think other people have a strong connection to them and they feel like healed through the, through these beautiful rocks? Sure. Do I have crystals? Yes are they the first thing I use in my spiritual practice? No, they're the last thing I use. Personally, I don't feel very connected to them, but so many people do. So it's not my place to be right. like, oh yeah, that's so silly, you know? And But also whenever, um, I think that a lot of times, like, I think a lot of people are sensitive and intuitive in some way. I think a lot of people do have this sixth sense and like some type of other abilities. I do think humans are magical. Yeah. Um, way beyond our 3D senses, you know. Yeah. I think we do sense so many things, and language is very limiting mm-hmm. in that way, um, and things that we experience. Um, and personally, I can whenever somebody is talking about like feeling spirits around them and uh having like archangels like hearing this kind of thing, they're just in any way connecting to another dimension or mm-hmm. you know, through the spirit world, mm-hmm. personally it makes me feel scared because I think whenever I was younger, I did see certain things and I just blocked it off because I got a little too scared. Mm -hmm. And maybe now at this point, I'm starting to maybe wake up a little bit more to this truth. And maybe I'm on this next step in my spiritual journey is I'm going to be more psychic. But right now I just, anytime,
1: like something like that comes up, I'm like, (laughs)
0: Like,
1: (laughs) for me, it's like, I don't know, it's very normal for me, but I think yeah. it's also yeah. it's something that I always wanted since I was a little mm. girl. Mm-hmm. I wanted magic. I wanted mm. to see spirits. I, I, I don't know. It was just very real for me and I grew up like a minister's daughter, so we talked wow. about angels and prophets and all that stuff. So it was like I don't know and I I actually don't know a lot about the Muslim religion. Yeah. Like, I don't really know a lot of the details about it. But in, in Christianity, there's a lot of things that are supernatural. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it's funny because now I think it's more frowned upon, but in the Bible, there's a lot of supernatural things happening. Yeah. But for me, that was always some, like the best part. I was like, that's talk <laughs> about that in Sunday school. That's super fun. But I could <laughs> I see how it's also scary because it's not something that it's just it's kind of a it's it's a crazy experience to have that, especially yeah. when you kind of blocked mm-hmm. it off, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I think a lot of times, uh, sometimes our third eye, when certain events cause it to open, um, for some people, it's psychedelics, which mm-hmm. uh, you have to be very careful with those because it does right. force your third eye to open or maybe like yeah. intense meditation or like sound um oh my gosh those sound healing classes you know insane
1: <laughs> in person it's like being on i mean i don't know that much about psychedelics but i i'm thinking it must be very similar experience it takes it you to another world the chemical yeah. resources of your mind and your body yeah it's that biofeedback
2: yeah and i think a lot of times our third eye is forced to open. And like, yes, we can start to see like certain things shift in the background or feel like a, a presence or a, if hear a voice. And if we're not ready, yes. we're going to go deeper into our addiction. If that's our coping mechanism, mm-hmm. or we're going to become more of a skeptic and say, no, that's yes. crazy. That's crazy. And like, because you feel insecure about yourself being crazy yes. and you're like, you're like, no, I need drugs. Like I need some kind of yes. medicine to like, you know, not, I'm not talking about about right. actual people who need like mental mental illness, right. but like so, sometimes people just are so like not yes. to it not ready because yeah. they weren't ready for the third eye to open. It's and funny, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I would say too that one of the things. So I'm actually interviewing this amazing um practitioner who heals through um mushrooms, and that's her practice is, But but the the thing that she does is she spends a month after the the client works with her um, and takes the plant medicine, a month after you're integrating and she's supporting you through the integration, because that's one thing that I also notice is people going on these like ayahuasca journeys Mm -hmm. and they're going, going, keep going, keep going, which is also kind of an indicator of like what's going on. You're having to continue going. I think Mm -hmm. the really big thing is you have this experience and then you spend a lot of time integrating it and Mm. having support because I think you probably experience something that your your mind can't just comprehend yeah
2: it's so big it is big and a lot of times with mushrooms it's not. People think it's going to be like these psychedelic experiences, and you're going to see a lion come from the sky. That's not what happens. Yeah. yeah. It just you're you creating a new neurological. Same with ayahuasca. I've never done it before, but from what I hear. Yeah. Um. Or cacao, basically, the chemicals in the natural medicine it creates um a doorway or um, an opportunity for your. Mind to connect the dots by creating new neurological pathways and rewiring your brain. So it's not anything that is like coming at you from the sky. It's just you connecting the dots in a more philosophical or like more wise ways you know, and, uh, just like the veil of 3d reality is shifting and you can see, like a lot of times people who do mushrooms, they start to like, or ayahuasca, you know, they start to see nature in a more loving and pure form or like, they'll see like, wow, like the trees are breathing or like the, I don't know where like this wild animal came and like sat with me, you know, it's because, um, yeah, you just get it get a window into like a like a reality that is around you on a more intuitive level. Yeah. You know, you start to like feel like the heartbeat of the earth or something. And like you can do that without drugs. You totally, totally can. Absolutely. I would, you know, in the college I've experimented and even weed is a mild hallucinogen. But yeah. those things are they're intense and amazing in the moment. But if you meditate and you take time to like be consistent with your practice and be curious about your human existence yeah. as i think of humans as just um house plants with complicated emotions yeah. so if you look at yourself through, very, <laughs> through that yeah, lens very good point. <laughs> you I just need that. water and sunlight you know you yeah. need rest and yeah. you're not going to produce fruit every like year round yeah. you know so um But yeah, if you look at yourself through that experience, you don't really need drugs or like anything like that to open up your third eye, you know, it'll happen on its own. Um, Just be ready for it and don't, you know, be too critical or too harsh on yourself while you're going through these changes and don't be too skeptical just... Keep an open mind and see what happens, and you'll be so delightfully surprised. Yes,
1: absolutely, it's so true. I actually had a recently. I did breath work experience. I did Mm. the inner voice experience, and it was so intense. And I, 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 I would would love to at some point like go into plant medicine. It's not something that I'm. I that's a realm that I'm looking to explore. Um, but at this point, that was probably the closest experience I've had to feeling like completely out of my body and just super, Mm. super connected to something completely non-physical. And it was so powerful and I didn't take any drugs to do it at all. So it's totally possible. It really is. We have all the resources within us. And even, I think that's even with plant medicine for any kind of hallucinogen or whatever, it's just changing the chemistry in your body. It's not the actual drug that's doing it. It's just your body reacting to the medicine.
2: Right, exactly. So the chemical that you're consuming is not making you do anything. It's just like opening up certain pathways for your mind to unleash what is already there like your your body to unleash same with breath work you know whenever we are changing the way we breathe and getting more oxygen into our brain moving the microbiome in our mouth and our gut you know like like shuffling things around of course it unlocks things that are already there in a different way and causing us to have such divine experience that is unexplainable or you know yeah could be attained through other outside substances yeah. Juicy. How did we even get into this topic of joy? I
0: don't know, but this is the magic of the universe.
1: Surrender. All right. So I'm going to ask you three questions that I ask all of my guests. And the first one is what nourishes your soul?
2: Absolutely. I, so many things nourish my soul. When it comes to the soul of my purpose, I would say sharing my experience from my traumatic experience from a healed place or talking about how I took my demons and turned them around and turned them into my pets and talking about these big events and painful experiences and the way that it's possible to come on the other side and also holding a safe space for other people to feel safe enough to share their experience and allow them to work through it definitely nourishes the soul of my purpose and the way I recharge my soul is in nature and just being one with this giant rock that we're living on (laughs) and just feeling like I'm a part of it and accepting that as truth and just enjoying the abundance all around us that earth is proof you know and just connecting through the earth that way I love it
1: oh I love it Um, What is your wish for the world in this coming year? 2021? Yeah,
2: 2021. Oh, to question everything. And I wish that people didn't believe what the media told them and just did their own research.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that. I mean, you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no I so, do a so whole just, podcast episode on just
2: that <laughs> I, I would love that yes <laughs> um but yeah just seek your own truth don't believe everything you hear out loud and don't try Like, if you don't agree with somebody, be respectful of their opinion anyway. You don't know what they went through in order to come up with that conclusion. It's not your job to tell them they're wrong or right. Come together. I want more unity among us. And if we don't believe what the media tells us, at the core, I believe humans are unified. You know, we don't really hate other religions or people of other color. Like, we're taught to do that through the media. So yeah just for more people to come together love themselves more because when you love yourself you can love others in a better way
1: yeah yeah the last one is and you you've probably answered it a little bit but what do you think people can do to contribute to a more beautiful world
2: i think they can start by loving themselves more because when you start to respect your own experience more you start to produce less waste i guess you, you you know if you like yourself more you want to cook for yourself more so and then you want to cook for yourself more you start to want to pick better ingredients and support local farms and uh it's just a domino effect like that but yeah just choosing to honor your own experience and being gentle with yourself is how you become a better human and then you start treating your environment and everything around you better and One of the quotes that I love that is on billboards and buses all over L.A. is none of us are well until all of us are well. So it really does start with you. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on Season of Soul. It's so lovely to have you. Season
2: of Soul is such an amazing content.
1: I'm so glad it
2: exists. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for having me on. And if you listeners, dear sweet listener souls, if you guys have resonated with anything I said and you would love to learn more, drop in and say hi on my Instagram. It is at Didinko, D-I-D-E-N-K-O. And you can get More information about working with me 101 women's circles. I also have a podcast that I co host with a man, so <laughs> you guys awesome. to, <laughs> the, yes, Dora is on it. We had an amazing episode. So uh, yes, yeah, so drop in and um, other workshops that we have going on. So, one way to get stay connected with me is on my Instagram, and we'll go from there. Send me a message, I'd love to connect. Yay. Thank you, Diana. Thank you so much for having me on. This is so fun.